Hey ladies, welcome back to Field by Faith Podcast. We're your hosts Jocelyn Haas and Michaela Johnson and continue listening for today's episode. Hey guys, so it's been a couple weeks since we recorded and our topic today is kind of relevant to that and it's feeling stuck slash unmotivated or in a season of just kind of feeling dry with that, I guess. And I know personally, lately, I don't know what it is, I've just been feeling kind of like unmotivated and just almost like blah. Like, I don't want to say depressed, but it's kind of like a feeling of depression or like sadness. And because of that, it almost like makes it hard to know what to say or know what to share about because I'm like, well, I don't feel my best right now. So sharing kind of feels ingenuine, if that makes sense. And of course, like Kay and I are super with you guys and share a lot of parts of our lives but sometimes it can feel hypocritical when you're like oh like you guys should be happy you guys should be this and that like you're worth so much when you don't necessarily feel that yourself and that's kind of like the season I'm in right now or have been in this like pit for a couple weeks um right now just do nothing and it feels weird Mm -hmm. and I almost feel like that's kind of what's thrown me into like the season of feeling so like you said like stuck yeah and of course like I still pray and like worship and like rest in God's presence but then at the same time like spending time in the word like I was for a long time I still read don't get me wrong but like it's just harder and it's like I'm in a season of like not really feeling God yeah and I'm not used to that because I normally feel God's presence very strongly yeah and um I was just showing Kay this TikTok that I saw and it was this girl sharing a devotional and it was some ministry leader I don't know what devotional she's reading out of but the leader was talking about how you devote your life to God in the moments where you don't feel him because it's not based on a feeling. Like our faith has never been based off of a feeling. It's been based off of like a knowing that Mm -hmm. God's just there and that he's working and he'll never leave us or forsake us. And that's like the faith aspect of it. It's not based on the feeling, whether we feel him or not, he's still working. Mm -hmm. I, this reminds me of on Sunday, we're going through the book of John in church right now. And we were in John, the end of John 20. 
yeah, end of John 20, and it was starts at, we started at verse 19, and we went through 30, 30 31. One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, was, I wanted to say 33, but I was like, yeah, no. it doesn't go that far. <laughs> and so in the, in that section, it, the part of Thomas gets brought up and in the Bible, he was referring to like doubting Thomas. And this is like, not like exactly what he says, but basically like, he's like, I'm not going to believe in it. If I don't see like that Jesus like died and resurrected, unless I see like the nails, like the wounds the in, his in his hand and the things in his sides like I'm not the things the like the they the wounds the wounds yeah that's what it's called the wounds in his side like I'm not gonna believe it and then Jesus like pops up and he's like yeah bro you're not gonna believe me in my head I like think of it and and then it's like he's and then what Jesus says is like it's blessed are those who believe and don't see yes and that like really sticks to me because I think about that in the moments where I'm like in a dry season Mm. because I'm like those moments where I did feel Jesus those are what I almost like cling on to because I'm like that presence was like ungodly real yeah and it is so real that you're like oh my gosh so I try to cling on to those and don't get me wrong it's hard in those in these seasons but it's one of those things where I'm like oh my gosh like that's what this is made like made for you know yeah and it kind of ties into like what me and Kay were talking about before too is it's about trusting God. Like sometimes I realize in these seasons where I'm like, I don't want to say questioning my faith, but just like, where are you, God? Like mm-hmm. these are the times that I really have to trust him because mm-hmm. if I just felt him all the time, I wouldn't necessarily realize the need for him in my life. Where yeah. like if there's some times where I don't necessarily feel him all the time, like I wouldn't realize that I literally need him every day, yeah. like, every second of every day. Like, because without him, I'm just so lost. And um, I also saw this quote, and it was crazy because when I was really going through it last week, um, I forget where I even saw it, but it was, there's no testimony without a test. I saw that. Yeah, and I put that in the post that we posted today. Yeah. And um, I was like, wow, like, that's so true. And then it reminded me of James in the book of James in the Bible, where he talks about how tests are perseverance of faith. Because again, without a test, like how are you going to know where your faith level is at? Or how are you going to strengthen your faith if your life is just like one dimensional and it's just the same all the time? Like you need some lows and you need some highs for you to kind of get the whole um, idea of faith. Right, exactly. And I think, because I've had times in life too where I like, it's like when it rains, it pours. Like, yeah. And when you hear that saying, I was like, oh my gosh. And my mom would say that to me once in a while. She's like, huh, when it rains, it pours. And I think like when I was young, I never understood it. But it's like, there's a part in Luke too where it's like when seven or when one enemy leaves, seven more comes. Yeah. And I'm like, man, that it's so true because when you start like dealing with one thing and something gets brought up, it almost feels like when it's bad, it's really bad. And I think that's almost like... One, the enemy, like, testing how far he can poke you. And two, like, God being like, okay, like, I'm giving you an opportunity to show me, like, how much you actually do trust me. Yeah, and how consistent we're going to be because in these seasons, it's easy to give up. It's easy to be like, oh, well, God left me. Like, he doesn't give me his presence anymore, so I'm not going to spend time with him. Mm -hmm. But, like, he needs to see that you're constantly seeking him even when you don't feel him. Right. Because... 
it's just like that song and like as cliche as it is like even when I don't see you you're working even when I don't Mm -hmm. feel you you're working and that just goes to show like he's working all the time whether we as humans can feel him or see what he's doing or not like he works in mysterious ways so we'll never really know the meaning like we just have to trust that he has our futures worked out for the greater good and for whatever reason he needs us to go through what we're going through right now right and a lot of times try well like when we if you think about it when we turn to god it's usually when we're in like a hard time in our life yeah like if we had good times all the time we wouldn't see like i said the need for god and a lot less people would turn to god or like want to give their lives to christ if it was just easy all the Mm -hmm. time and like it's sad that it has to be like that but that's how a lot of us work and so when we're going through hard times we see the need and that's when the biggest transformations happen when you hit rock bottom like then you're like whoa i need to change something or i'm not doing something right so i need god to redirect me and like yeah that's kind of where i am right now yeah i think about i was just gonna say something after you said that um i think about even the one thing i really think about is when i'm like in the seasons of like a high point with god i'm like i hope i'm valuing him as much as i do when i'm struggling Mm, like you know what i mean like i'm like actually whoa i'm actually like valuing the things that god does for me when i am in a good state of mind and I'm not just taking it for granted but then what I notice with myself when I'm doing really good I how I got to doing really good is like actually being in my word consistent yeah. and like getting back into those routine that I'm in because my routine if it gets off then I'm kind of like oh, I'll just do it tomorrow and then it's like oh that's tomorrow too and I'm like but no like I can quickly, I'm so quick to like turn on a movie before bed, but I'm not going to open my Bible. And sometimes like I can, I convict myself of that. And sometimes like I legit cannot sleep because I'm like, I feel like convicted of it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm going to sit here and play games on my phone, but I'm not going to open my Bible or even the Bible app. Like, it's sad that, I don't know. But then it's like, don't beat yourself up. Like God knew the season we were going to be in and knew what we're doing at this exact moment. But I'm like, that's still like... He deserves more than this, you know? Yeah, that's good. Because I always notice a huge difference in my anxiety, in my depression, when I spend more time with God and when I actually look for him to speak to me rather than the seasons where like you said like I almost just give up or like Mm -hmm. I'm just like well I'm too tired or I just had a long day yeah but it's like that's what's gonna refill you and then you're gonna be able to overflow into other people where if you're not filling yourself up you're not gonna be able to overflow into other people yeah and that's low-key why like the past or last week I wasn't really able to record because it's like I didn't have it in me to overflow into you guys because I wasn't taking the time to fill myself Mm -hmm. up. And that's completely on me. And I'm just being real. Like, we can't be on top of it all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's where, like, consistency, that's where self-discipline comes in. And, like, it gets better over time. Like, obviously, I'm a lot more consistent than I was at reading my Bible when I first started going to church, for sure. And that's something to look at and be like, I'm proud of myself for that. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to stop there, and I constantly want to get better. And so, like, yeah, I just feel like I'm kind of at the point right now where I'm in a lot of transition. Like, the past two years now have just been so much transition in my life, and I feel like I've barely gotten a footing like, I don't have roots really anywhere. Yeah. Like, I just started a new church a few months ago. Like, new, just everything in my life. Like, yeah. new marriage, obviously. 
and um, new job, like not having a job, just all these changes. And so I'm just trying to find where God is trying to put me and what he's trying to do in my life. And I feel like it's almost like, weirdly enough, an identity crisis. Like, I know my identity comes from Christ, but it's kind of like, okay, God, like, where are you taking me? Because I just feel kind of like scattered right yeah. now and I can't find my roots. Mm-hmm. I was talking to my counselor about this today and she was like, because I was telling her, I was like, like, I know I'm... I know I'm, like, enough, and I know I'm worthy, and she was like, okay, you can know that, but do you actually, like, feel that? Right. And I was like, dang, dude, like, you can, like, know you're a child of God, but, like, do you actually feel like you're a child of God? Right. And I really, like, after she said that, I was like, well, what do you mean? And then she was like, well, do you, like, actually feel that way? And I was like, ooh. Yeah, and I feel like I am somebody to question, like, not only myself, but, like, just question everything, because... A lot of my life has just been so unsure and Mm -hmm. I've dealt with a lot of, like we've talked about a million times, but a lot of rejection, a lot of abandonment. And so my relationship with God has almost been complicated by my past and by me and just questioning his love, questioning if he really looks at me as a daughter. And it's like, yeah, you could read that in the Bible and be like, oh, this is true. This is true. This Mm -hmm. is true. But it needs to transfer to our hearts. And um, yeah, I've just constantly, since I've started my relationship with God, constantly been struggling with that and constantly having to be reminded like, yes, you need to believe this because you are a daughter of of God. And he does look at you as his image bearer and he does love you unconditionally. But it's hard, like me and Kay were talking about that and it's like, it's hard to fathom a love like that Unless you kind of grew up in a household that was believers and that truly understood unconditional love and yeah. really reflected that on you. But a lot of people don't grow up in a household like that. And a lot of households are broken yeah. and kids are confused. They're like, okay, like my parents are divorced. Like they see so much heartache at such a young age. Right. And so fully knowing and understanding a loving God that's unconditional no matter what you do that's right. really hard to wrap your head around exactly I um really think about too like because there's some things I struggle with and I've opened up to it on the podcast but I had trouble with one of my students in the beginning you're like understanding him and like I was like I prayed and I was like God can you like give me answers to like deal with this and this goes with being in a broken home like because I work in a poverty neighborhood so like they're some of these kids don't know where they're going the next day like it's it's very sad and um I was like can you help me understand this kid because like I'm having a very hard time in it I like don't like this and he was like well you know every time you get disappointed that that kid in a six-year-old like that's you in a six-year-old body like Mm. and you think it affects you now like imagine you being a six-year-old and you feeling that way so every time you say no to that kid you know how that makes you feel and he feels a million times worse and I was like dang dude and it like opened my eyes and this is like how important it is and I try to have extra grace for these kids because I'm like dude like you get disappointed and you're 22 years old and these kids are babies there's five and six and some of them are four and they they feel the brokenness and they see it firsthand like it's crazy and it shows how it impacts exactly it really like people think that the bible is just a book full of like misogynistic like 
capitalistic rules and regulations and whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's like if you truly read it as looking at a letter from a loving father to his children, you look at it completely different. And the guidelines that he gives you aren't to be like controlling and manipulative and like trying to boss you around. They're to protect you. And so like when we talk about sex in the lines of marriage, when we talk about not getting divorced, it's not just because it's a man's world and like virgins are glorified Mm -hmm. and because marriage is glorified. No, it's because... God literally created us. When we have sex with somebody, we release a chemical and we get attached to them. And it's meant to bond us. Like science proves that. So even scientists can't unprove that. Like God created us biologically and spiritually to be with one person. Now, Mm -hmm. do a lot of us do that? No, I haven't done that. Right. You know, so I'm not judging anybody. But that now that looking at it from the perspective that I'm at now, I know that that's how he created Mm -hmm. sex. Yeah. And so... Same with divorce. Like, kids are meant to grow up with a mom and a dad. Mm -hmm. And that's for reasons because we need perspectives from a mother Mm -hmm. and we need perspectives from From a a father. father. Yeah. And so, when we don't have that, we grow up unwhole, feeling unloved, feeling abandoned, feeling rejected. And if you don't grow up with either of those, like me, you feel that a hundred times more. Exactly. Because you're like, well, who loves me? If my own parents can leave me, then who's going to love me? Right. And so, then you look at God and you're like, how could you love me when my parents don't love me that way? Right, exactly. So, it's like, it really does affect you. Yeah. And so, yeah, like going off of that, there's reasons why God says to do things a certain way. Mm-hmm. Now, whether we choose to follow that or not, that's up to us. And that's exactly. where free will comes in. And that's why when people are like, well, why doesn't God just stop it? Because he told us, but we have the choice exactly. to follow it or not to. Exactly. You know, it's just like a dad. He can tell you, I don't want you out after 10. Well, you have the choice now. Exactly. You're with your friends and it's 9.30. Am I going to go home or am I going to stay past and then have my dad get mad at me? Exactly. Or have something bad happen. Like maybe something bad would happen if you were to right. stay out that late. And, and you didn't listen. And now you're like, oh, well, should have listened. You know? Exactly. Like, or you have sex with your boyfriend when you're 15 and then you end up getting pregnant. Well, yep. your dad told you not to do that, but you still did it. And this exactly. is the repercussion now. Exactly. Not that God condemns us for those things, but he... He puts these things and wants us to follow those things for a reason so that we don't end up in circumstances like that. And we're human, and I say this all the time, we're human and we're not perfect. And one of the teachers actually <laughs> got me because I was like, we're practicing being perfect. And she was like, well, the only perfect person I knew was Jesus. And I was like, <laughs> dang, you're right. Anyways, yeah. besides the point, I think about too, like if I didn't deal with some of the things I dealt with, like, and if... For example, my parents would have followed the rules like of the Bible and not the rules, but followed like what God designed life to be like, the hurt that I felt wouldn't completely be there. Or like the things I would have done if I would have actually known that from like a very young age. Like I went to church growing up and I've shared this in my testimony. I've been to church since I've been a baby, but actually like knowing a relationship with Jesus is completely different. And I didn't know that growing up. I didn't even know that was a thing. Mm -hmm. So, and I learned about a lot of Bible studies. Me and my grandma talk about that a lot, but you never learned about relationships, which is very weird to me. But anyways, um, I just think about like, if it were to be different and we're all humans we're not perfect but if it were to be different in the way God wanted it 
to be how much hurt would have gotten saved. You know what I mean? Yeah. In a sense. Like, I think about that too because it's like I honestly feel like if I knew what it was like to be loved growing up or if I saw what a man, how a man should love a woman growing up, I wouldn't have been in the toxic relationships that I was. Right. But then on the other hand, I look back at it and I'm like, I'm glad because now I can talk about that stuff with women and I can help women who have been through this similar situation. Yeah. Where like if I never went through that, I wouldn't know how to help right. women. You know what I mean? Right. So God lets us go through things for a reason. Normally he lets us go through really hard things so that we can help other people yeah. once he saves us. Because he knows you and he knows what great qualities you have. Mm-hmm. He knows what qualities you need to work on. But again, we're all like one body right. in Christ. So we all have different abilities. We're all able to reach different people. Right. Or if we were all the same, we'd only be able to reach one type of person. Right, exactly. So we need like an a diverse body yeah. of Christ so that we can reach all different types of people. Yeah, and I like think about this a lot too in the sense of like how different me and Joss are. Mm-hmm. Like it's like we're both different, but we can reach people in the different ways and that's why it works perfectly. And that's why God uses us because he knows how like similar we are in certain ways, but so different in certain yeah. ways. And it's so beautiful because he can put his hand in that and move that. If we, me and Joss were the exact same and like I only wanted to be like Joss and Joss only wanted to be like me, like it would be boring. We would miss the point. Yeah, and we would miss the point, you know? Like, yeah, definitely. and I feel like growing up, like, I always looked at girls or as women as competition. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I just, I need to be better than her. I need to be prettier than her. I need to be smarter. I mean, need to be more outgoing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I totally missed the mark with that because, no, God created me as who I am because mm-hmm. he knew that I was unique in the ways he needed me to be. Yep. And I can help women or I can be friends with certain women that other believers wouldn't be able to because right. they're completely different than me. Right. And he calls us all to a specific group for a reason. So when we're in like our ministry that God calls us to and we're trying to copy that ministry or we're trying to do what that person's doing, yep. well, we're not following the true will of God for our lives, we miss it because we're trying to copy the people next to us. Mm -hmm. We're like, we need to just keep our head down and focus on what he told us to do. Because some Christians probably think what Kay and I do is totally unorthodox. Like, oh, you need to go straight from the Bible and blah, blah, blah. But that's not how God God anointed us. Exactly. He anointed us to share our stories, share other women's stories and our testimonies. Yep. Because that's the word coming to life. Exactly. And I, I think it's so beautiful. I mean, Joss talk about this a lot in our own like experience with testimonies but like hearing people's testimonies is what keep you keeps like at least for me on fire and yeah. it keeps me like wanting to know more and it keeps me intrigued with everything but like if I didn't hear the testimonies I'm like okay and that's where the faith stays there yeah and it gets like lit up again like it gets enlightened right <laughs> it gets like Lit up. I don't know. You know what I mean. I know what you mean. Ignited. 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 That's a good one. (laughs) It gets ignited. We Mm -hmm. were looking up cinnamon, synonyms Mm -hmm. to do my homework today at work. So that's, you know, but, um, (laughs) but yeah, no. So I think about that. Like it gets like lit from hearing that. And I think we're actually in a small group together. And at the beginning of the small group, she wants us in the beginning to share our testimonies. And I just, even hearing people's testimonies, it, even if it's like the smaller version of it, I'm like, that is so beautiful. Yeah. So that's always been my passion. And I love sharing what I go through because I don't know Kayla's truth. I don't know the next woman's truth, but I know my truth. And I know that sharing that helps other women feel more comfortable sharing it. And so 
it just I know that for a fact because people will reach out when you're vulnerable and when you actually are sharing from the heart people Mm -hmm. really recognize that and it does make them feel like they can tell their story and I just think there's something so beautiful in that because if we're just reading the Bible like there's so much power in the Bible don't get me wrong but if you're not seeing it come to life it's hard to fully understand it right you know and of course God like will give you understanding I'm not saying that at all but he definitely uses people and what he brings people through to really show other groups of people that normally wouldn't be drawn to church Mm -hmm. what Jesus can do yeah I really think about Sadie with this too Mm because I feel like Sadie is a really good example of like she's amazing public speaker I've never seen her like live but just like in YouTube content and stuff and just seeing like how she takes the stories from the Bible and like actually it's kind of like what me and you do Mm -hmm. but not you know what I mean I know yeah (laughs) it's like she takes the stories from the Bible and like is like okay and this is how this happened in my life and this is how these things are going on and I think it's so beautiful because she can use like it's just like what Josh just said. It's bringing the like word to life. Yeah. And that's where it's so amazing because I'm like, dude, I feel like when it, in the seasons where I do feel stuck, back yeah. to the topic, like I'm like, these are the things I need to continue watching. And once I watch it, it's fine. It's just getting to watch getting it. Getting to that point. Right. Because when you're depressed, you don't re- necessarily want to look for something that's going to make you better. Right. You want to pay attention to other people who are miserable or you want to pay attention <laughs> to the things that are making you feel crappy. Like I know for me, like I'm like my go-to is listening to really sad music and like let me just sit and cry to this really sad song and then you're just like why do we enjoy this like why do I enjoy this but I do like why did I look this up yeah and I don't know sometimes God will meet you there don't get me wrong but like that's you know I need to find a better coping mechanism but anyway um (laughs) but I kind of forgot what track we were on about getting stuck Yeah, so the feeling or the little valley that I'm in right now of feeling stuck and like having a lot of anxiety and mental health, um, I feel like, I don't know about everybody, but I feel like me, after I got being saved, after I started having a relationship with God, Mm -hmm. I felt like I shouldn't feel those things anymore. I felt like I shouldn't be sad anymore. I felt like I shouldn't have anxiety anymore, etc., And for me, like, there was a lot of shame that came with that. And my therapist reminded me, too, like, it's not bad to feel emotions. It's not bad to, like, have these things happen. But sitting in it is what makes the difference. Like, you Mm -hmm. shouldn't sit in your emotions. You need to, like, feel them and then move on. Like, God gave us emotions. He, like, created them for a reason. And, like, even the Holy Spirit gets grieved. Like, the Holy Spirit has emotions. But, like, we're not supposed to just sit in it because Mm -hmm. that's when it starts to get problematic. I, when you were just talking about that, like, the pit you were in, Mm -hmm. I, we're actually learning about Joseph right now in school, and I go, I teach at a Christian school, I'm an assistant, so I actually, with one of the teachers, it's super cool, she's teaching me how to teach, so I'm teaching Bible, because that's one subject where, like, she can let me teach, because we're Christians, so she's like, you have your own perspective on it, like, it's super cool, because she's teaching me, but we're learning about Joseph right now, and how, when Joseph, like, Basically, he was his dad's favorite, like, just a little backstory. He was his dad's favorite. His dad, like, bought him this coat, and it was, like, a cloak of, like, rainbows. It was, like, or it was colorful. And so he went to go show his brothers, like, oh, look at this. Like, this is cool. His brothers thought, like, he was bragging and stuff. And in their opinion, like, 
from their perspective and like thinking about it if I was in their shoes like I would probably feel the same way like Mm -hmm. why are you showing off like that's bogus Mm -hmm. which that wasn't his intention at all like he was favored by God and his dad and so then they actually threw him down a a well and then after he got thrown into a dry well so there wasn't even water in there he got taken out of the dry well and sold into slavery and then brought to Egypt and when he was in the pit like he was literally in a pit like Mm. he literally praise God and he like I'm sure it was hard like I can't even imagine how hard it was but when he was in jail he started like interpreting people's dreams Hmm. and then he interpreted this one guy's dream he was the cake cup I don't know some he was like a leader yeah he interpreted this guy's dreams and the guy told Pharaoh which was that was the king of Egypt he told Pharaoh and then Pharaoh was like, oh my gosh, like I need him to interpret it, interpret my dreams. And so the dream that Pharaoh had, I, I'm getting the point, I swear. No, yeah. But the dream that Pharaoh had was about seven fat cows coming out of the water and seven skinny cows coming out of the water. <laughs> and Joseph was like, basically what God told me this means. Sometimes the Bible's just so funny. Dude, and it's like these little kids, like I, I teach first graders, so these little kids like love these weird yeah, videos. Yeah. So it's like the way they explain these videos, like it's kind of cool for them because they're like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. The video was so weird, dude, because it like showed the cows coming out and it was weird. Anyways, so one of my students thought it was a dog in the video. I'm like, that is not a dog, but anyways, besides the point. So um, he was like, it's going to mean seven years of like good harvest and then seven years of like no food. Mm. So then he hired Joseph to like basically like keep the grain and stuff. So like we don't, so they didn't, we, so they didn't run out of it back in Egypt and this and that. So fast forward to the story. We weren't on this part yet, so we probably shouldn't have watched it, but we watched the whole video. Uh Um, Fast forward, Joseph was in charge of it and his brothers came and got the food. And they didn't realize who Joseph was yet. So they said, you need to bring back your youngest brother and we will give you food. Like he made like a thing with them. And so then he basically tested them to see if they changed. And they did change. And he was like, no, like you guys, like since you guys changed, like I see your character, like God, like brought his family back and I was like dude that's amazing and it just shows that like when we're down in like a pit Mm -hmm. and like it's crazy that I was reading the bible for like the the children but like literally like when we're down in the pit like God will and if we praise God and even if we like are stuck like because that's where I am right now I'm like all right God when am I gonna get out of this like not stressful period but I like I took on more hours at work, and now I'm like, man, I shouldn't have done yeah. that. Yeah. But in the moment, I was like, dude, extra money, say less. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, it's like I'm down here, and I'm like, okay, I know God is going to get me through this. So it's like I'm praising him anyways. Wow. You know? So it's like Joseph was literally down in, like, a well, and then he got sold into slavery, but he still praised God. And I just, like, think about it. Like, I'm legit chilling in my bed, and I have a hard time, like, opening my that's Bible. That's so good. And that's firsthand God's work. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's where I'm like. All right, man, like, you can do it, but it's just, like, getting and getting up and actually doing it, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, thank you for sharing that. That's so, so good. Yeah. So that's and like, so relevant. Yeah, and it's such a, like, I promise, like, the story in the Bible, like, that was a very shortened no, version. Yeah. But, like, I feel like it was, like, a perfect, like, 
picture yeah yeah that's so good because I feel like when I am in these seasons I'm not that grateful like Mm -hmm. I'm just like look at all the things that are going wrong and Mm -hmm. I'm like why God like what's gonna come of this kind of but something that Zay and I do like whether no matter what's happening in our lives is at the end of each day while we're laying in bed we pray and then we say like three to five things that we're grateful for every day and um, even if that day is really hard, like it's harder for me to come up with things, but I'll at least get three things mm-hmm. that I'm grateful for. Yeah. Like I'm grateful that I have a functioning body, I'm grateful for God, and I'm grateful for my family. Right. You know what I mean? Like above all, whenever, right. whatever mood I'm in, I'm always grateful for those three things. Right. So I always have something to feel grateful for. And after saying those things, you actually do realize like I'm blessed, more blessed than a lot of people. Like I'm in a mm-hmm. country where I can still praise my right. God and I don't get imprisoned for or it murdered. or killed. Right. Or other countries for Christians, that is reality. Right. So I'm blessed right. than some other people. So I need to be grateful. Mm-hmm. And I can walk. Some people can't walk. They don't have functioning legs or bodies. Yeah. And I can. Mm-hmm. So like there's things to be grateful for. Right. But on those days, it's just so hard to actually want to be grateful. Right. Like, to God. Right. Like, God, man, I can walk, but dude, this situation sucks. You know what I mean? And like, all my bank account. Yeah. For real. So, like, I'm trying to learn that as well. Like, gratitude is the most powerful thing. And, like, giving God thanks and praise is the most powerful thing. Yeah. Because it's so easy to do. And it can get you out of a really bad mood if you choose to do it. Right. But um, but I wanted to go back and talk about um, like comparison, and I know that's not really on the topic of today, but for me it's relevant because when I find myself on Instagram too much and I find myself just comparing myself to where somebody else is or what somebody else is doing, it makes me feel stuck right. because I'm like, well, then it makes me question myself. Like, well, I know God told me to do this, but what if I'm not doing it right? Or right. what if like I need to do something better that I'm not doing right because and solely because I took my eyes off of what God told me to do and I put it on somebody else right and then I'm getting insecure about it because it's not the same as somebody else but that's how God intended it Mm -hmm. and for me like I don't look at other people and think what they're doing is wrong so if anybody's doing that to me I know their heart's not in the right place So it's not for me to like judge somebody else and it's not for somebody else to judge me. And Mm -hmm. if I'm worried about that, well, then I need to check my heart because it means that I'm insecure what people think of me. And Mm -hmm. that's a whole nother thing. But like you can't idolize people's opinions. And that's definitely been something that I've done in the past. And it makes me feel insecure thinking about what other people think of me or if other people like me. And, you know, we're not supposed to do that. The only opinion that really should matter is God's. And I'm really, really trying to get to a point in my life where that is factual. Right. Because I could say it, like we were talking about before, I can say it, I can know it, but like actually getting myself to believe it and live that out. I want that to be a reality right. for me. Exactly. I And I really feel like that's one thing I'm really working on is actually knowing, like, what I am in God's eyes. Yeah. Like, and, well, not even just knowing it, but actually feeling it. And another point I wanted to bring up is, like, like love. When you think about love, like, a lot of times when we think about love, we think of it as, like, a feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, love isn't, like, you can feel love, but, like, love is a choice. Like, I wake up and I choose to love my job like I wake up every day and I'm like I love Joss because 
of the relationship we have. Like, it, yes, it's a feeling. Like, I know I love her and I yeah. feel like the love between our relationship, but I choose to love Joss yeah. every day. You know what I mean? So it's like a different situation and just like with your future husband one day, with your husband, like you have to choose to wake up and love him every day. Like, and that's where that comes in, you know? I was going to, off of that point, because that's a really, really good point. Right. That in marriage... You have to choose to love your partner. Like I watched this video and she was saying a healthy relationship is one that sustains after the butterflies and after like things are new. Because if it's real, you're going to work past when it gets hard. You're going to choose to work your problems out. You're going to choose to love them. Right. But a lot of times what happens is after the butterflies stop, you just think you're with the wrong person. And then yes. you get out of the relationship and it, it's like a constant cycle. Oh, the butterflies are gone. They're not the right one. Move on. It's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not really like a healthy relationship because if you truly love someone, an argument doesn't make you break up. Right. Or, you know, whatever comes up. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make you break up with that person at the first little thing that comes up right you you persevere through it and then that's what makes a lasting relationship right like with my I'm gonna talk about this just because like whatever but my grandparents like they're just constantly irritated with each other and it's like I've always looked at that and I'm like I don't want Zay and I to ever get like that right because that's just not a happy life to live you want to love your partner but it's because they've chose to let things that have hurt them in the past and they've never worked on it they've never talked about it and now it slowly builds into resentment yeah where like that's why it's so important for communication whether it's like with a friendship a relationship or with god exactly because communication is the basis of any relationship right if we don't communicate with god and we don't wait for his communication to us then that's not a relationship right no exactly (laughs) and that can leave you feeling stuck exactly maybe next time we can talk about identity that's a good point i think that'd be really yeah because i feel like this conversation kind of flows into that but we're definitely getting to about that time it's crazy because i feel like we went into this not knowing what to talk about and and then it was one of our best conversations i think so too and it like flowed perfectly for what we were even talking about before this yeah i feel like because it's just so relevant to like the season we're both currently in right Right. now like trying to figure it out exactly (laughs) and being so like chaotic with our lives right now (laughs) but anyway so we hope you guys enjoyed that and we pray for you guys literally all the time like we pray for our listeners and we're just so grateful for the support that we get from you guys um we've been which i shared on instagram but we've been a little more quiet on instagram just because this past week has been so much yeah um i lost my dog which is sad but i lost my dog and it was my birthday too so it was like we were doing all that stuff too like we were celebrating my birthday yeah that's true and all that so it was like we didn't really have time yeah but it did work out yeah because it was just so I wasn't ready to record. We weren't ready either. (laughs) We weren't. We tried to record on Saturday too, and we were just like, man, let's just catch up. Yeah, let's just hang. (laughs) But um, yeah, we're so grateful for those of you who listen and listen until the end because like we're long-winded sometimes, but I love it. And go follow us at Fueled by Faith Podcast on Instagram and on TikTok, even though we don't really share on TikTok. And then if you want to share your story, we're still accepting those, so we would love to hear your story. Yeah, we haven't gotten to share those lately, so yeah. um, if you do have a story for us, you can email us or DM us if that's more comfortable for you. Yeah, either way. And we want to say Fueled by Faith.